Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Big show today. This is the 100th episode of the Patriots Report. We've come an awfully long way since we launched this thing back in 2021. Thank you to everyone who has downloaded, listened, subscribed, retweeted, picked up on our content in any way. It's been a lot of fun. I'm very proud of what this little podcast has become. It wouldn't have reached these heights without you guys. I wanted to have a special guest to mark the occasion. That's why I went out and booked Super Bowl hero James White. My history of covering the team, James is one of my all-time favorites. It was a pleasure covering him, watching him play, and while you're not supposed to root for the guys when you cover the team, I can just say it was a genuine pleasure seeing him have the amount of success that he had over his career in New England. Anyway, in this episode, I get his thoughts on the current state of the New England offense, the ground game, the return of Bill O'Brien, whether or not James himself has entertained the thought of becoming a coach and much more. That's all up right now on the Patriots Report. All right, James, first of all, I got to ask you about the Patriots schedule release with you, with you and so many other retired players. How did that kind of come together, at least from your perspective? Well, the Patriots, you know, media relations, they reached out to me. They knew I was here back in town, so they reached out to see if I was available to do kind of a retirement house, kind of like a Heisman house thing like we see on TV with all the, you know, former Heisman Trophy winners. So, you know, it definitely sparked my interest. I thought it would be pretty cool. So me and Ivan were there at the same time to record our scene. We were the only ones there at the time. So everybody was at the house at different times. So it was really cool to see how it all turned out. They were all able to mesh everything together. So it was funny to watch the the final video. You had a good chance to work with Ivan Fears again, a guy who had so much of an impact on you, at least from a professional development perspective. Yeah, Ivan played a huge role in my development as a player from, I said, my pre-draft visit. Again, to know him sitting down for 45 minutes, watching film, getting to know me as a player to getting drafted. You know, not playing much, you know, my rookie year to sitting down with him during the season, after the season, figuring out what I could do better to show that I can, you know, be a good football player and help my team win football games. He was always there in my corner, fighting for me, showing me, you know, what I need to do to go out there and prove myself. The Patriots are currently, if we can kind of switch gears a little bit here, without a proven third down guy out of the backfield, a guy like you or Deion Lewis or Kevin Falk or, Shane Vereen, can Ramondre Stevenson be that guy again in 2023 in a, in a Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien kind of offense? And, and maybe are we sleeping on possibly a guy like James Robinson or Ty Montgomery maybe coming in and filling that role this year? I think Ramondre could be the guy if he's asked to do it. Obviously, last year there was a lot thrown on his plate. He was probably playing 80 to 90% of the snaps when Damian went down, being a first, second, and third down back. 
and it's, it's a hard adjustment period. Obviously, he got banged up a little bit, you know, towards the end of the season, but he's fully capable of doing it. You know, coming in his rookie year, I would never would have imagined him, you know, running the routes the way he can do now, but he's he's watching the film. He's done, he's done it in the practice, got those repetitions over and over and over again. And it was fun watching him last year because he's doing a lot of things that, you know, I was able to do out there. And it's just extremely fun to watch. So if they need him to be the first, second, and third down back, he's more than capable of doing it. He'll continue to ascend and get better at that. And I definitely think we're sleeping on a guy like Tom Montgomery. He started in that role that first game against the Dolphins last year. Veteran guy, knows the game from, you know, protections, routes, coverages, all that. He he knows that. And I feel like he probably would be the guy to start things off. And then eventually they're going to want Pierre Strong to probably want to get into that role. He's the guy who has the talent to do that. Obviously, he has the speed, says to learn the game a little bit more. I'm sure he did throughout all last season. And him with Billy O, I'm sure they'll meet a lot this offseason to figure out how he can develop and to be one of those guys. Tell me a little bit about Pierre Strong and how that redshirt year helped you and maybe could help him in the long run. I think he's a young, talented player. Obviously, there's a lot being thrown at you. Your rookie season as a football player is a lot to learn, especially as a pass catching back, the nuances of the game. But I think after last year, him getting to play a little bit towards the end, he'll come in with a lot more confidence. I know for myself not playing my rookie year, I had to look myself in the mirror and figure out ways that I could be better and show them that I can willing to be able to help my team win football games. And I'm sure he'll probably have that same mindset coming into this season because you want to be out there on the football field contributing. So I know they're probably be expecting a lot from him. I think he'll probably expect a lot from himself as well. So I think he'll come in chomping at the bit. I definitely know that that year for me, it motivated me going forward. I never wanted to go back to that. What do you think of, of where the offense is really as a whole at this point? I know there's some questions about Mac going into his third year, what sort of impact do you think the return of Bill O'Brien is going to have on the offense and maybe Mac in particular? I think it'll have a huge impact. Obviously, a guy who coached in the Patriots organization before had a lot of success. Obviously, there's a lot of new faces, nobody who he's ever worked with before. But Mac Jones, we saw we could do his rookie season. Obviously, last year wasn't you know what he wanted to be, but I'm sure he's going to be very motivated to go out there and prove himself. I think they have a lot of you know talented guys on that offense still. And they have to figure out to use those guys and put them in position to use their strengths. And I think that's what every offensive coordinator wants to do. You don't just want to call plays. You want to let guys do what they do best. And I think as long as they can do that, they'll be just fine. I know a lot of the teams within the division have a lot of, you know, quote unquote firepower and the big names and all that, which is, is great. And it's great for the team. It should make them better. But if you can't, you know, <laughs> call the plays to design the right plays to allow those guys to succeed. It doesn't matter who you got on your team. So I think Bill O'Brien is probably the most proven guy, in my opinion. So I think he'll, you know, doctor it up, get these guys back in a disciplined form of fashion and having everybody take accountability of themselves. I think that's the most important thing. Which one of the new guys do you think will have the greatest impact on the offense in 2023? Mike Kosicki or Juju Smith-Schuster? It's tough. I think I would have to say Mike Gusecki just because Bill O'Brien, you know, back when he was coaching when they had, you know, Gronk, you had Aaron Hernandez, had the two tight end system. So I think having those two guys right there, two big targets, you're able to play that big boy football, have Ramondre in the backfield and you know, kind of give those defenses, they don't know whether to play nickel personnel, dime personnel, regular personnel. I mean, how do you try and stop that? How do you try and match up against that? So if Mike Gusecki can go out there and be – you know, productive football player, I think that's going to be trouble for a lot of defenses. 
you referenced Ty Montgomery. He's a versatile player too, who honestly reminds me a little bit uh, of kind of a poor man's Cordero Patterson. You have Gesicki, who's lined up in multiple spots over the course of his career. He's not really a tight end. He's more of a big wide receiver. And you have Juju, who's been in the slot and also been on the boundary. That versatility, I think, maybe you know could portend well for them in New England because I know, and you've had this experience too, Bill loves guys he can move around a little bit. Most definitely. The more versatile you are, the more kind of crazy the offense can get. You can you know, line tie up in the slot. You can line up with a running back. Does the, does the defense treat him as a receiver? Do they treat him as a running back? Do they treat Gusecki as a tight end? Do they treat him as a receiver? There's a lot of different guys that can pose a lot of different matchups for, for defenses and pose a lot of different problems for him. Like I said, as long as you know, Billy O is able to – as long as those guys are able to show you know what they can do and excel at that, I think Billy O do a great job of designing plays to get those guys on the field as much as possible because they create a lot of problems for defense. Talk to me a little bit about the retirement process and, and what that was like for you because and we kind of joked about it at the top talking about the Patriots, you know, the you know the retirement house and you know everyone goes through a different retirement process. I, I think that you know when you go back and talk to guys like Dev, it was a, it was a longer thing. There's some guys who know immediately at the end of the year, look, I'm done. What was it like for you? Well, for me, it was a little different. Obviously, I got hurt the year before, pretty serious injury. You know, after I got hurt and whatnot, I didn't really know how long the recovery was going to take or whether I'd continue to play football as the rehab process went on. I got a little bit more confident, and I felt like I got to at least give it a shot to go out there and compete. I felt good enough to at least give it a chance to see where I could be at. And, you know, once I got back here in OTAs and training camp, it just like after a week of, you know, workouts and, you know, going through a normal routine, it was it was hard for me to walk at some points. I hadn't even got tackled yet, played a full game or anything like that. So for me, I didn't want to be out there and, you know, be less of a player than I than I was before. I couldn't do that to myself. I feel like I couldn't do that to my teammates. I feel like I'd be selling myself short. So for myself, I had to do what's best for my body and for my team in a sense because I don't want to be out there and, you know, being that guy where everybody says that, that guy needs to go sit down somewhere. He doesn't, he doesn't look right. I don't want to go through that. So that was kind of my reason for retiring. What was that conversation like with Bill? I mean, it's just pretty much what I said to you. It's just like, you know, coach, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to retire just after the long week of workouts. I'm just haven't been feeling the greatest. It's hard for me to walk and I haven't got tackled. And I, like I said, I don't feel like I may be the same player that I once was. And I don't want to, want you guys thinking I'm going to come back being the same player that I was and I'm not, that'd be hard for you guys probably to watch. And it'd be hard for me to, you know, deal with on a day-to-day basis, trying to push myself to do something that I might not actually be able to do. How has the time away helped you physically? And do you ever think, you know, Bill needs one more, you know, a couple more reps. I can jump (laughs) back in there because he's done that before with guys who have retired. And I'm curious if, that could ever or had had even ever entered your mind or Bill's mind? It definitely has entered my mind for sure. Like I said, I, I thought about it a bunch. Never know what could possibly happen. But right now, I've just been feeling good, obviously not, you know, being out there and putting myself through, you know, the strenuous workouts and all that, playing the game of football. But definitely but the way my career ended, definitely, it, like it was on my terms, but it, necessarily wasn't on my terms at the same time so you always keep that in the back of your mind as a as a player you know playing the game ever since you know elementary school through the NFL it's almost like that's your life and that's what you know so this is what I've been used to and that's that itch just hasn't hasn't completely gone away but 
the same time, you got to be real with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, I'm, I'm curious, I know that you signed multiple contracts over the course of your playing career. Did you ever have the opportunity to go somewhere else when you were a free agent? Did you take visits? And ultimately, why did you come back to New England? I never had the opportunity to take any visits anywhere else. There were teams that called to say they were interested, but it was never an actual contract put in front of me. So I can never say I had the actual opportunity unless I was going to take, you know, uh, a bargain deal somewhere else, which I wasn't willing to take. Because obviously running backs, they're not making much money as it is, especially if you're not a guy getting – you know, 20, 30 carries a week or playing 90% of the snaps. So I've definitely, you know, that mind, that thought comes across your mind to see what it's like playing for a different organization. I think everybody who played for one organization probably was like, I, I wonder what, what it's like to play somewhere else. But for me, just the familiarity, you know, with the head coach, officer coordinator, Josh McDaniels, just the way they used me and I was able to be productive. I think that was a, a huge reason for me. I just, build a solid foundation here with my family, have my, you know, my kids here. So I think that was a big factor as well. You ever think about coaching? I definitely have. I definitely have. Obviously the hours are a lot more strenuous than a player, but it's definitely something that may, I'm, I may look into down the line right now. Just been trying to get into the media space a little bit, trying to do like some analyst type roles. I do a radio show on Sirius XM with Salomon Wilcox called the open and drive on Wednesday morning. So just been, Dip my toe into that just to see where that kind of gets to. Obviously, it's, it takes time to get in, get some of those roles, but so I'm willing to work and willing to to learn as much as possible to, you know, be good at that craft. I'm curious because, it, and this is kind of a a, a two sided question. Not only you, but Bill has hired now four ex players on his staff. If you include the off season addition of guys like Adrian Clem coming back. I, I'm curious if you were ever even entertained the thought. I talked to Kevin Falk about it too, and he's just talking about how you know you need a different DNA if you're going to become a coach. You just, it's just got to be you kind of got to be wired a little differently, given your relationship with Ivan, how close you were there, the fact that there are more former players being added to Bill's staff seemingly year by year. I was wondering if it's something you would entertain. It's something that I would possibly entertain. Obviously, I can't tell the future <laughs> what. You know, possible jobs I could get possibly before them, but I said this: if I get that itch to want to coach, why not? You know, reach out if obviously Bill's still here. Why not reach out and see if he can present an opportunity for me to start my coaching career and get able to be able to learn under. Obviously, I got to play under him, but coaching, like Kevin Falk said, you got to have a different DNA. You got to be <laughs> be able to watch a bunch of film, break down a bunch of film. You got to watch it from a different lens. So, who else would you rather learn from than one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game? I know that you said that you're kind of entering the media space a little bit. You got the gig on Sirius XM. You're doing some analyst work. So you really still, you're connected with a game. You're not a guy who's kind of shut the door on the game and focused on other stuff moving forward. I'm curious, is there a back who impresses you these days? Who's the guy that you look forward to watching every single week? Let's tell, there's, there's quite a few guys. I love watching Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, he does a lot of things that I did similarly to when I was playing Alvin Kamara. He's a guy I love to watch, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook. There's, there's a lot of different guys. There's a lot of talented players, Saquon Barkley. I mean, everybody kind of gets it done in their own way, and I, I love watching each person's uniqueness of how they get it done because each and every week could be somebody different having a big game, and it's just fun watching. It feels like 
we're seeing a bit of a running back renaissance. I, I don't know if the numbers necessarily reflect that, but there are a lot of really good young backs in the league. And it feels like when you look at teams last year, like the the Eagles, you know, they had a great ground game. You know, so some of the really good up and coming young teams seem to be emphasizing the ground game a little bit more than maybe they did three, four, five years ago. Yeah, I think there's been a little bit of a renaissance of it coming back. Obviously, the pay-wise, they they rather just keep guys on their rookie contracts or you know two million, three million, four million or under. But the teams that can run the football, to me, especially during the postseason, are usually the ones that win the football game. And if you can run the football, it opens up everything and makes passing the ball a lot easier. Obviously, the game is you know very pass happy at this point. It favors the quarterback. It's hard to you know cover receivers. So from that aspect. It's forever probably going to be a passing game from here on out. But to me, the best teams are those teams that could do both and especially run the football, especially when it gets cold and you're playing, you know, in sub temperatures or negative temperatures in the in the postseason. It's, it's very important to have that run game. I'm curious to get your take on this. And I've asked a couple of guys who have played running back for Bill over the years about this, including LG and Kevin Falk. Bill has never had a guy ever going all the way back to his time in Cleveland, never had a running back rush for a thousand yards in back-to-back seasons ever like Corey, and he's had some great backs too great between the tackles guys lg Corey dylan antoine smith why do you think that is as, as a running back and as a football fan what's what's the what's the reasoning behind that stat uh for me if i had to say i mean ever since i was there we've always been a game plan offense so from week to week is going to be different like you may carry the ball 40 times one week. The next week you may play five snaps. So, I mean, ever since I've been there. So, I don't, when Corey Dillon was there, maybe it was a little bit different. He was probably getting at least 15, 20 carries a game. I don't know. I don't know the stats and whatnot. But for me, I would say because we were a game plan offense, you may not see the field, you know, 80% of the time every single week. There may be a week where I play most of the snaps. And the next week, LG plays most of the snaps. And the next week, Dion plays most of the snaps just because – we're kind of like a matchup team. We're going to find whatever that team doesn't do well. We're going to try and exploit it as much as possible. So that would be my reason to buy it. How often do do people ask you about Super Bowl 51? Does a single week go by living here in New England? Does a single week go by where people, where someone doesn't ask you about Super Bowl 51? I'm out and about probably I'm getting asked that question every single time somebody approaches me, which is, which is fine. Like I said, this, a huge moment in a lot of our lives and something that we'll always remember and I'll, I'll always cherish for sure. Like I said, it's you're playing in front of the entire world and I had one of my, my best games ever in that moment. So like I said, that's just what comes with it. What are you up to these days? You mentioned the fact you're getting into the media space. What else do you have going on? I'm much just chasing my kids. I have a three and a two year old just chasing them around the house. I do the radio, the radio show on Sirius XM on Wednesday mornings. I called a few games as a color analyst on, you know, Sports USA. I called like four games last year. I did a podcast with Brian Barrett, you know, at the Patriot Games on Spotify and the Ringer last year as well. So that's a few things that I've dabbled into and just trying to see what kind of what other doors kind of open up, you know, this offseason. <laughs> James, that's perfect, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, and hopefully we can connect again real soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Online. 
BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website or use your mobile device to join, and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.